Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster i thought it was i always wanted to be a podcaster was what you were gonna say that's what i didn't want to say i never i didn't want to be a podcaster i wanted to be a far back as i could remember i always wanted to do a podcast (laughs) a geek related podcast the longest running geek related podcast out there as as far back as i can remember i always want to do the longest running geek as far back as i can remember i've been on this fucking (laughs) podcast there you go (laughs) Yeah. Language. There was West Coast Scott. I'm going to get the papers. Get the papers. I'm going to get the prep sheet. Get the prep sheet. (laughs) Get the prep sheet. Get the prep sheet. I like it. (laughs) I saw the... I I don't know if it was a Saturday Night Live bit or a Mad TV bit, but it it was making fun of that. And it was, you know, yeah, there's Jimmy two times and then... Then there's Jimmy four times, and so this is just somebody else that did the same bit, but he said it four times, and then it was yeah, and just it was this long list of you know Goodfellas characters. I saw Jimmy, I saw an SNL one, the one you're talking about. Yeah, I think I think it was SNL. Was it the one where where Pesci or De Niro turned? Did you ever see that one? Pesci and De Niro turned up on was some it was some ongoing thing that was kind of making ma- making fun of them or making fun of Pesci at least. One of the bits that was, I think it was making fun of Pesci. Pesci and De Niro showed up on it. And I can't remember what it was called. 
Man, my mind has been called Goodfellas. I don't know. But they showed up and they had like, you know, like a fake bat and they like beat the host with it. <laughs> you should look that one up on. Uh, I, I do on remember that. I remember fun. that. Yeah. You remember, you remember the good feathers on. Uh, yeah. Of on course. Animaniacs. What was that on? It was Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Oh, okay. It was one of the Animaniacs bits. I mean, again, that's that's the right way to do cartoons, right? The kids have no idea that those three pigeons are based on a, a, an R-rated gangster no, movie that yeah, their parents no, watched. They have no idea. Y- you know, that's that's the way. And I don't think they do that as much as they used to. They just run the clown gag, though. That's like the gag and the fact that you can't understand what the god pigeon is saying. <laughs> right. It's like every stereotype uh, of, of a film gangster is represented in there. You know, and you have like the the Pesci one that like everything anybody says is like he twists it around like, you know, like it's like it's the clown bit. And he goes and he just ends with that's it. And he starts fighting with the other <laughs> pigeon, you know, like it's and then the God pigeon, you don't understand what the hell he's saying. It really is. It's it's just all those tropes kind of thrown into a cartoon. And yeah, kids have no idea. They just think it, the shit's funny. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Let's do let's do the uh, social medias before we really get too far into the show. Be sure you are uh, following the show on all of the social medias. That would be Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and is it X now? Did they change the name? It's soon to be X in theory. The yeah. dumbest fucking this name. Is, this is the of worst all time. And and yeah. so you don't tweet. You zeet. Is that it? I don't know. I get like I don't understand how one of the smartest most wealthy man on the planet is also a fucking moron at the same time sometimes. I, yeah, like, the I'm, duality of man is incredible. The, sure you do. the, the fact sure you that do. he's wealthy because doesn't that's mean what he's money smart. does. Oh, say yeah, that again. That's what, that's what money does. If I hit that powerball the other day that you, that we played sandwich, mm-hmm. we would be doing stupid shit right now. <laughs> Literally, what? you and I would be doing some stupid shit somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we regret to Maybe inform not you, on this continent even. We regret to inform you there will no longer be a Geek Stuff podcast because Kev and Sandwich oh, no. in the lottery. Oh, so oh, no. deuces, Geek Stuff would out. be the most funded podcast in history. Oh, yeah. No, we'd be fucking the live staff, from anywhere be, we wanted. There would be 100 people on staff within a week. <laughs> The best funded podcast out there. I, I, what, I was that, what was that Powerball? Wasn't it like nine hundred million? I thought there'd be a hundred yeah. high paid people on staff within a week. <laughs> there within would be a... people whose entire job is just to buy me lunch. Me and Kev lunch. That'd be there. Not they're just an intern, career. like a fucking lunch guy. I thought you have that. I thought that's Alex. No, that would trickle downhill because you would be getting my lunch sandwich. And then if you outsource <laughs> And then I send it to my Alex. Someone in the <laughs> organization <laughs> beneath you. Alex I, Alex then has his own, you know, the sandwiches, fucking sandwich unit gets sandwich. fucking ruined. That unit gets ruined. Sandwiches, sandwich. It has to fold under the, the the weight of everything. Here's the org chart, right? It starts with yeah, yeah that's exactly it. Goes it goes to sandwich, and then it's sandwiches, 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 sandwiches. It's like your great, 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 great grandfather. Yeah. It's just sandwiches, sandwiches, sandwich. We'll have really regal paintings, but just holding our favorite sandwich out in front of us. <laughs> What's your Mine's favorite sandwich? A bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Bacon, egg, and Salt cheese on a bagel. Egg. So a breakfast and sandwich? I, you know what? If I did, if I had hit that that Powerball of the Mega Millions, 
Um, I think the first thing I would probably do is pay off Brittany. I think that would be, yeah. And you it just, as far as it would go, you know, you would just pay off your debt as far as it goes with your lot of uh, do we yeah. Do we move to Scott or do we just keep this, this Zoom thing going at that point if we win $900 million? Do we, do we, do we fly out on Tuesday mornings to do the show? <laughs> yeah. Well, if if I had hit no nine hundred million, Scott wouldn't be working anymore. Neither would you. Oh, exactly. No, so, I know. Yeah, you know that would not. That's not a thing. We have to build. We could build some geek stuff compound in the middle of nowhere. Nice. And then pretty much, you know, we could. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I'm buying the house next. We week. could build a fucking warehouse and display everything. It wouldn't be a warehouse. It's I'd buy big, a museum. Yeah, the big kept museum. No, seriously. On set. is Montclair Museum? Is that doing well? I think. So. I mean, with nine hundred million, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I could probably pick that up for a couple of cheap mil. It's in a getting to be in a questionable area now. What's this? What's this? King Tut's bones? Get this shit out of here! I got some toys I want to put up in this area over here. No, the Montclair Museum doesn't have King Tut's anything. <laughs> sandwich. Tell your sandwich to tell his sandwich to tell his sandwich to move this shit. Kind of <laughs> be a bit like that. All right, so what would you do if you won the lottery? Uh, call us at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or send us an email with uh, which museum Kev should buy with his lottery winnings. Um, but since we didn't win the lottery, the show could always use your support the over on the Patreon. The show must go on. <laughs> yes, and the show could use your support over on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash TNG. where for just a dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord server where you can chat with members of the show. $3 a month, you get the early bird special. So as soon as we're done recording the show, you get early access as well as a copy of the prep sheet, the prep sheet. Uh, for $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get the uh, bonus shows like vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And uh, just to let you know, there is uh, a gap in the archive of the show. There's about 50 episodes missing. So we're going to pick up where... Uh, with the last one that we have, and if we ever find those episodes. The Honeymooners. <laughs> yeah, the lost episodes. When we find them, we the will then put episodes. those in. And then at $10 a month, you get to watch the show live and direct on Instagram Live as we record, typically on Tuesday nights. If we had gone from rags to riches, see how I'm tying it back? If we had gone from rags to riches, there'd be no Patreon. That's right. That shit would funded. just be free for everybody. The self-funded <laughs> podcast. Seriously. I'm telling you. You should. You you can even imagine our booth in New York. It would be the Marvel booth, right Marvel. next to the Marvel <laughs> booth. No, just put it right next to Hasbro, and then just put a big sign with an arrow pointing and say, "These guys suck." No tone just, deaf. Uh, we're next, giant middle finger. We're next to stupid. <laughs> I'm with stupid. Just a giant yeah. arrow. Or you're gonna go over to uh, McFarland booth and put tone deaf and, a, and an arrow over there. Yeah, totally. If I was anywhere, in here, I would pay to have uh, to have like a, a, a tapestries hung that just form a line, and it points to the McFarlane booth, and it says tone deaf. Yeah, or the wonderful things we would do with that much money. <laughs> that's what you call the fu money, right? That's that's really but all it kind I, of wants. Yeah, I mean, we 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 always talk about stuff like this when we talk when whenever there's a a near billion dollar somebody won that, right? Yes, someone in California. So. Yeah. Oh, someone in California. Of course, probably Scott's neighbor. And uh, we we uh, we always talk about stuff 
like that. But you know, if we were ever in a real conversation about it, yeah, I would just I would just be paying people shit off. Now, I like, will say I'd this be paying off a number of lottery winners are broke uh, a few years later. That's how you go broke a few years later. Um, and I'll use MC Hammer as the example. Not that he won the lottery, but the reason that he went broke oh, he did. is he employed. Oh, he definitely won the lottery because it wasn't talent that got him there. <laughs> well, he, but he employed all of his friends and family, and you know he helped lots of people better their lives, but it drove him bankrupt. And he said, what else could I do? That's what I have to do, and I would do it again because yeah. he helped a lot of people at the end of the day. And well, I mean, uh, I would do. I would employ the services of a financial advisor, a fiduciary, <laughs> who is required uh, to act in my benefit. That's correct. Who would tell you stop paying all your friends, and then they go, "No, but I'm going to pay my friends." So, and then I would say, "Well, all right, maybe one more friend, one more friend, yeah." Oh, yeah. And then if I, and maybe if, just that one more. If I won, I wouldn't. I'd tell you guys, but fucking no one else. <laughs> you yeah. don't tell All anybody. of a sudden, Sandwich would just be picking up the check. <laughs> yeah, that's literally like I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change. I don't a think we're going to be able to go to New York, ever. boys. I don't think we can afford it. No, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me buy don't a ask first me, class. Don't ask me where my money comes from. First class ticket for Kev out here. Don't ever ask me about the business again. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't ever ask again. <laughs> You don't need to know. You're on a need-to-know basis. You don't need to know. All right. I would be on a first-class flight out there and hand your wife that money. That'd be nice. So I'm just trying to buy her approval. Mm-hmm. One TV at a time. Yeah. You know, I'm sending him the bill for I, half of that TV. I texted text her today. She didn't, she didn't respond to me, so I must be in the doghouse. No. You must have told her some lies about San Diego. Yeah, I'm Speaking sure. Speaking of lies in San Diego... Yeah, let's do this. Geek stuff. What's in the news? Do we? Oh, well, well placed, producer. Yeah. Do we want to start with? Do we want to start with the con, or do we want to do other stuff first? I don't know. Let's do some quick hits. We do con in segment two. Okay. So there's a lot of con stuff. So yeah, it could be a little longer, kids. All right. What do we got? Just straight up news wise. Uh, well, I mean, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer. Barbie Barbenheimer. Hit, Barbie hit 162 million, and yep. Oppenheimer was 82 million, so 82 and a half million. So both of those did like way better than expected. I think. I mean, I heard great things about both of them. Like, not even like, I know it's, it, it sounds funny to say like, "Oh, I heard Barbie was a good movie." And people are like, "Oh, like good, like isn't actually enjoyable or just good to laugh at." But I heard it was actually a good movie, and then Oppenheimer just looks awesome. Why don't you stop lying to everyone? In this show and listening, to I I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Trust me, I want to see it. I'm just not even to lie. I won't lie. I want to see Barbie. I want to see Barbie way more than I want to see Oppenheimer. You know how much I want to see Barbie. I'm willing to see anything if it's in a theater at this point that isn't the Flash, because the one theater on this island two weeks ago when Transformers was in there, the owner hadn't listed the new movie yet, and I called him up and I said. What's the next movie? And he said, well, I'm debating between Flash and Indiana Jones. And I said, how is that a debate? <laughs> the Flash tanked. I'm like, and he said, well, Indiana Jones didn't do too. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But it's Indiana Jones, sir. And he got the Flash. So last week it was all the Flash. And last week, no listing for any new movie again. I was like, what the hell? Finally, over the weekend, Flash week two. <laughs> So I still haven't seen Indiana Jones. 
I talked myself out of going to see The Flash last week. Maybe yes. I'll do the same this week because um, I really don't need to see that on the big screen. But I'm also like jonesing to see something on the big screen. So might be Flash. But I heard I heard great things about Oppenheimer. They say Oppenheimer is probably going to win everything. I mean, that'd be cool. I find really interesting, but... I mean, Nolan movies do really well. Yeah. Generally, they do always do really well. Not Tenant, but most of the rest of them. I mean, yeah, even Tenant. Like, Tenant wasn't a bad movie. It just didn't do as well as the other movies he's done. Right. Was Tenant just, like... Good. Too, I mean, not that Inception wasn't, but was Tenet just too high concept? I think so. Also, didn't it come out like peak COVID? Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it was one of the first kind of here we come again movies. So yeah, here she comes again. Sorry, that's a song from Scott's era. <laughs> from my college bet, days, right? I bet Late all the college, my, you know, the early college. '80s, my college Who's days. Kidding? Who are you kidding? You were out of college and probably grad school when that song came out. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, man. Um, What else is going on? Let's see. Just some. I mean, the strike continues, right? Any. Right. So no movie news, really. No actor news. No. Well, the only thing I've seen is that they're now like some Disney Plus shows are going to be premiering on TV. To fill in slots for shows that didn't get made, like I saw Miss oh, Marvel. Really? Oh, I, I think it's, that. That's I think I saw Miss Marvel's going to like ABC to air for a couple episodes. Well, well and that's like, interesting. And Secret Invasion's that's going a- over Hulu. to Hulu, so like they're 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 cross selling their IP right to their own networks and it's stuff. not cross selling it. They're probably going to ABC, right? Yeah, I mean Which it's not own, really cross, so. but it's like, but if. <clears throat> If you watch a couple of episodes of Miss Marvel on ABC, then you're going to go, oh, are they going to air the whole season or just a few episodes in order to encourage you to go buy Disney Plus? Yeah, so looking at this on ABC starting August 5th, Saturday, they're going to start putting out a bunch. Oh, they're going to just put all of Miss Marvel, it looks like, or the first couple episodes. So they're going to start mean, putting them out on, a- the lead on ABC. It works either way, though. You know what I mean? Even if they put the whole thing out there, you know, if they do a second season of that show, um, or, you know, they have a movie coming out in a couple of weeks, you know, called The Marvels featuring yeah, yeah. Miss Marvel. So, you know, I think it's a win-win. If they only put a few episodes out trying to encourage people to get over to Disney Plus for streaming shit, then that's a win. If they put out the whole series and people see, wow, there's some good stuff on that Disney Plus, I should go get that. That's a win. If they put out either a handful or the whole season and heavily promote the movie during those airings, that's a win. There's not a lose here. Yeah, especially because they already own the content and they own ABC. So yeah, they're just you know there's, there's no there's no real downside. To there's no cost to it, right? It's it's a it's sunk cost. They've already paid for it. Yeah, uh, and if they have no new content to air, it's honestly cheaper than producing a reality show, as cheap as a reality show would be. And and, and right now, I don't think anyone would be producing reality shows. So, reality shows. Well, 
I only watch one. I've only ever watched one. Technically, one real one. I watch a couple of, not fake ones, but ones that were really heavily sort of set up, like American Pickers. I used to watch The Housewives. I used to watch uh, The Housewives. I used to watch Pawn Stars. What's one? Pawn Stars. Right, the 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 pawn shop in Las Vegas. No, I never watched that. Nerds, I I like. I never could get into that. I liked American Pickers' approach better. Kind of like, I like the whole idea that they went into. I mean, yeah, it's fake as shit, but you know, kind of, kind of fake. They would go in and find. I mean, I learned more about a variety of different topics watching American Pickers than I really expected to learn. But that show is fake as hell. Plus, there's all kinds of drama in it. And and what I mean is behind the scenes drama. You know, it was just the two guys first and 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 then the uh the the cute uh uh what you call it girl. Not goth. I don't think she's goth. She's like rockabilly girl. Um and it was a good formula. The formula really worked, even though you could tell it was a bit contrived, it still worked. I also really liked, and one of the shows, and that was History Channel. One of the other shows that crossed over with that was that I really, really liked also was American Restoration. Did you ever see that? No. So it's guys, it was this guy in Vegas, who I'm sure is still around, and his family, and all, they just restored fucking everything. Like they get an old Coke machine and they would restore it to how it looked when it was brand new. Cool. You know, um, yeah, I mean, uh, if you can ever find, I mean, maybe it's on like History Channel streaming or something. I really like that show, too. But again, it was it wasn't contrived so much as it was kind of formulaic, which is also fine. But still my favorite one, I have to be honest. Um, uh, I have to be honest, it's still survivor is the only one that i ever religiously watched and i honestly have felt i've fallen off the wagon the last couple of years and, and i haven't watched but i would sit down and watch a series of uh, uh, an entire i'd binge a series of survivor eventually i will it's um, still coming out yeah is it yeah and it's still great you know because the one thing now again there is you know you'll get a number of people i'm sure I'm going to guess Vicious Smith is going to comment on this, that even though, um, you know, they edit Survivor in order to make it more dramatic um, and the way that they do it, you know, it creates drama, more drama than perhaps was actually there and all of that. But there are chalk. That show is chock full of absolute genuine moments. And it says a lot. I think Survivor says a lot about humanity. And that's kind of the reason that I really like it, because it's not simply, you know, a reality show like, oh, let's watch what these crazy wives do. You know, these rich, entitled women, let's watch what they do. You know, like pretty much all the reality TV that Sandwich watches. The I mean, wives, no, the Kardashians. Sandwich the, doesn't watch reality you know, TV because he's mad. This is this is dropping a bunch of people on an island, and you know, I mean, not not to be punny here, but you know, and seeing how they survive and seeing how they compete to be the last one, and seeing how they scheme and connive and backstab and plot and everything. It's 
all it's almost it's some of the best and worst of humanity in the same moment which i think is really really interesting yeah and that's what always hooked me on survivor from day one you know and again it, it almost is it's it's kind of even a tiny the tiniest offshoot of the real world from mtv which i think also had very similar qualities and aspects to it there was no competition there was no we're starving you know like there was none of that obviously but there was a lot of human interaction and they cast i think they cast the real world for controversy and good for them for doing it because that was the point of the real world was like how do these people of diverse backgrounds, how do they get together? How do they figure out how to get along and live together? Seven strangers. <sighs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Sandwich doesn't watch any reality TV shows since he got uh, kicked off of uh, Jersey Shore since he didn't make it past his audition. I'd fucking hang myself if I was on that show. <laughs> it was him or Snooky. And they went with Snooky. I mean, you know, they were the same height. You know, it's all right. I, I met her one time, actually, in real life. <laughs> Did you punch her? Are you the one that punched her in the face in that classic episode? <laughs> he can't admit that, sir. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, an NDA no, I, I have a guy who, I have a lawyer who would, would tell me not to do that. Oh, man. I know um, nothing about that. I was not there at that night in that bar. <laughs> is there any other news, or can we get well, into the con? No, my my question was, you know, you said that, that there can't do it. The writer strike is that's not shutting down reality shows though, is it? Can't they still do that? Other than the, other than some of the behind the scenes folks might be. It depends on who strike? is. Uh, yeah, it depends on who joins the strike. Yeah. You know, pr- if production uh, uh, unions join the strike, then yeah, they can't do anything. But have the have the production unions? I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that to. they have or they haven't. Yeah. I just know that you know, like, if they can't do late night with a comedian at the front who yeah yeah yeah, i i just think i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying this is you know this this kind of strike is what created reality tv to begin with i mean not created it but exploded it you know Mm -hmm. all these nonsense shows that came on i believe a lot of them got a lot of play and during the last time there was some sort of strike so you know it wouldn't surprise me i just think that i just think that we're as a culture i think we're we're a bit over reality tv at least the the crappy ones you know they're just like oh let's follow these rich people around and see how they live their lives they're just like us yeah i i don't i don't know about that i wish as a culture we were over reality tv but i doubt it because there's so many of them and just more keep popping up and again yeah i, the, I know out of necessity I mean, some from of them the are strike good, though like the cooking shows some of them not all top chef great show uh, anything with Gordon Ramsay, great show. You, you know. So who's, someone's chiming in. Dot 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 Alex Chan. I don't know what that's dot Alex Chan. Dot Alex Chan uh says productions can go forward if production company gets a waiver from SAG AFTRA. A twenty four did. A twenty four is a production house, so there you go. Now you have your answer. Uh-huh. So thank you. Thank you, Dot. Just calling him Dot. Yeah, that that's very helpful. So you want to do con news now? I mean, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, let's do it. Geek Stuff, Geek stuff. Convention News. Well, it's the mecca of geek culture. 
San Diego Comic Con 2023 is now in the bag. And it was a very interesting convention, apparently. Um, uh, I didn't hear. Now, Scott, you were there. Did you go to any panels? I mean, I didn't go to any panels, but I wasn't. I don't normally plan on going to panels anyway, because normally, at least the last couple of years, I've taken my kid with me and he's not going to sit through panels. So I just kind of plan on going and walking around the floor, seeing what's on the floor, going to Artist Alley and doing that. Um, but then this year, a lot of the major panels were canceled because, you know, no, no the talent can't be there, right? The, the right. actor, if it, if it was promoting anything, acting, actors couldn't go because of the strike. So you would still get, you know, comic book writers were there, you know, and so sometimes actors that have non-acting related projects to promote can be there to pr- promote those other projects, but they couldn't promote, a, you know, a current production right right um and then so what most of the most of the studios that would have had actors there did instead is they made it a like a screening so if it was supposed to be you know bob's burgers well the actors can't come and talk about it so they'll just show you the first episode or something like that so there were a lot of screenings that would have been panels with the actors for writers instead got it and, but I think, and on top of that, though, before the fourth strike even hit, Marvel's like, yeah, we're not going to be there. So that's Hall, I mean, you know, that's all of Saturday Hall H would normally be dominated by the Marvel panel, the DC panel, you know, like that just, right. that wasn't going to happen anyway. And then the strike is on top of it. So even if they had been there, I went, you kind of wonder if they saw the writing on the wall and knew that they weren't going to have any talent to be there anyway. So they didn't want to put together a big, you know, a big Hall H presentation, knowing that they would have had to uh, tap dance around not having their actors there. But like Marvel pulled out, Netflix pulled out. What Sideshow wasn't there this year? I mean, also like a, a lot of big. I don't, I don't think Sideshow will go again. Yeah, you know, and I think that's going to be the trend. I think the bigger companies are going to remember not remember or realize is probably the better way to put it that they don't need a a hundred thousand dollar booth space at any of these shows anymore because they have the internet and sideshow con, which I think this is maybe the third year of or something. I don't remember. Um, They don't need to go. They don't need to go to San Diego. They can do everything in house uh, you know, I can't remember what year it was. I don't think it was last year. Maybe it was the year before, like where it was all virtual. But they set it up just like their booth, and then just had somebody walk a camera around it, like you were walking around in the booth. It was like virtual booth. You know, so yeah. they yeah they don't need to, and I think fewer and fewer of them are going to turn up. Do you think? And if they do turn up, they're going to have much smaller presences. I'll give you a great example of this, and this has been going on long before the pandemic. DC. DC hasn't had a real presence at New York Comic Con, at least, for quite a while. You know, the, the, Sandwich, you remember, I think the first year that we, we took notice of this was probably, I can't remember if it was a year or two before I came to Hawaii. I don't remember. But New York, but, but DC was like all they, they had like a little area at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. 
I think like North... some of the outfits, some of the, yeah, the they costumes had, were there. Yeah, they had the Justice League. They had a Snyder versus Justice League outfits on display. Maybe they had some little handouts, buttons and flyers and shit. That's it. They didn't have I... books. They didn't have talent. They had nothing. And that was it. And still there were people there. You know, I know and, for a fact. And the time I've been going to Comic-Con, which we'll say it's five years, six years at this point. I've never seen a big DC presence. No. No. Never. Well, you know, and I and again, I think it's I just think they're ahead of the curve because I think that's the way it's going to go. Well, if DC I don't know if DC is ahead of the curve or behind the curve. I think that if you let's look at the Marvel model, right? Marvel Marvel Studios drove the excitement for their upcoming brand with Hall H panels. At San I think Diego. it's debatable. Well, but but again, at this point, you know, when they were first building, it's like, oh, here's a phase of Marvel. Here's phase two. Here's phase three. That's big news. At this point, oh, we know it's this giant interconnected universe. And yeah, you're going to tell us what the next movie is and who the actors are, but it's not the same kind of energy that it had when it was new. Now the Marvel Cinematic Universe is this thing that exists. When it was being built, it created excitement in a way that it can't create anymore. And in fact, it's like, oh, well, it's never going to get that excitement. I think that even the new movies are being judged because they don't bring the same excitement that the first time you had a big bad. And now it's, oh, oh, the big bad's only that guy? That's not as exciting as Thanos. You know what I mean? Like, I think that being compared to themselves is even detrimental. And that's also what's driving this kind of shrinking of the conventions because it peaked and it's never going to, regain that past glory and it's gonna you know keep shrinking i think you may see a return of dc slash warner brothers in some fashion if they want to promote the gunniverse that way if they want to build the grassroots support for the gunniverse that might be a way to do it but i think we'll i think we'll have a better indication of that at new york because i think we'll be a lot closer to the first universe thing, yeah. which is Creature Commandos animated. So I don't see that I don't see that creating any kind of mainstream interest at all. Is that gonna be a theatrical release? Where is that gonna be seen? It's it's animated. It's uh I honestly don't know. I think it's on well, you can Google it. But I think it's I think it's going to be on Max actually. So, I mean, again, if you walk yeah, to Max any, in twenty twenty four, so you walk to any random person on the street that's not involved in geek culture, right, and said, "Hey, have you seen the Harley Quinn uh, show? You know, cartoon on on Max?" And they're going to go, "What?" Right? Even even somebody that like enjoyed. All of the movies, the Harley Quinn movies. If you know, I, I would say the average person doesn't know that there's a Harley Quinn cartoon on Max. So I think the Preacher Commandos is not going to hit mainstream. Well, I have all. four words for you, sir. Mm-hmm. I have four words for you: Guardians of the Galaxy theatrical release, major theatrical release, tied into a cinematic and, universe. Yeah, and Creature Commandos. Now, I could be wrong about this, Sam, but you got an article up there. As I understand it, Creature Commandos is also going to have a live-action 
film. And I believe they said they were casting the voices from animation based on people that they would cast as the real life people as well. I'm sure I read that somewhere. So laying the groundwork with animation is a much more affordable way than doing a hundred million dollar movie with a, with all due respect, an obscure team when you're coming out of the gate. So let me put it another way. Guardians of the Galaxy would have been uh, also probably not perhaps as big a hit if it had been the start of the Marvel Universe. So, Go ahead. So what I'm seeing here was it started with Harbor because James Gunn, because David Harbor is the Frankenstein in this. And he said he would be his first choice for live action. And then some of the actors are already planning for live action appearances, reprising yeah. their voice roles. But it's not, so, not set yet. Not set, but I think they're really working hard to make it set. But but again, to use your analogy, Kev, if they had started the cinematic universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, with a Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, it would have failed. Because nobody would have cared. And that's what Gunn is doing, is starting the Gunniverse well, with, a cur- no, with an obscure... No, 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 hold on. Not I a mainstream TV First of all, I don't yet. think it had any... I don't think it had any legs to anyone who hadn't read comic books before that. Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I certainly don't think it could. Yeah, that Guardians. Unless you were a comic book fan, you had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before that film. Right. And so the only reason and you in saw the same it- way, and it's James Gunn. So we know that he has made a hit out of an obscure team. And what I'm telling you is we have to wait and see whether it's the team and the dynamic of the, the group and the series, or is it the fact that it was part of an already burgeoning Marvel universe that made Guardians work? I think Creature Commandos it could be the coal, the canary in the coal mine about Gunn's whole universe. Ooh, that, were, that really worked. I mean, this could be my... Uh... Thor moment, right? What did you say about Thor? I'll believe it when I'm sitting in the theater and the opening credits are rolling. <laughs> so, I mean, I believe they're going to make this, but I do not believe it will be it will be engaging to mainstream. Now, people are still going to go see the Superman movie when it comes out or whatever. They'll see the Gunniverse movies, but as a kickoff, this is not going to grab the no, I don't agree that kicking off with Creature Commandos was a great idea. It's just happening. Okay, yeah, okay. So, so then know, we're, they, we, we just kind of have to be like, okay, well, this is happening. It's also a TV show, so it's not a movie. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's going to be a blip. It, it's not, it's not going to matter. What will matter is when we get to... It will matter movie. if it sets the stage for things that follow it. We're also looking at seven episodes. Yeah, not much. Half hour? Or one-hour episodes? We don't know yet. Okay. So, 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 wh- how I'm feeling just about cons and cons in general, and then we'll go back to some of the stuff that that was announced. There is, you know, I've been going to Comic Con now for ten years, you know, and the only one I missed was the one that was canceled for COVID, and then the, you know, the special edition one that they tried to do at Thanksgiving after COVID. So I didn't go to that one, but, um, you know, at this point. Waiting in long lines with big crowds in order to get, uh, you know, a little tchotchke for some TV show doesn't is not really that big of a deal anymore. Right. All the toys 
and quote-unquote oh. exclusives oh. to me oh. aren't worth waiting for. I'm not going to spend the night all night in the park next to the convention center to get into Hall H for anything anymore. Maybe it's because I'm older, or maybe it's because... Older? Well, yeah, well, I'm older than I was. I'm old and older. Um, but I just it, it doesn't seem to do that much for me anymore. So the only thing I care about is walking up and down Artist Alley, seeing original art, and talking to the artists that, that, that make it. That's the only thing I really care about. And, uh, you know, at, at Comic-Con. However, I did pick up some exclusives from my good friend, Big Kev. Shall we get into that now? We, I got you everything and, you and wanted, the today, as I recall. Did I did I or did I not get you everything that you wanted? Oh, and a bucket of dice for, for, for sandwich. But that was supposed to be your Christmas present. I didn't bucket want you to know. Bucket of dice. It's, a, it's in one of those, like, kids, like, beach pails. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, Kev, did I not get you everything that was on your list? The revised list, yes. Oh, what was on the original list that didn't get that didn't make? I it? did have, I did have, and I'm still going back and forth about it. Well, so you didn't uh, miss anything. It's just he took something off the list. Okay. The Mo- No, I took several things off. If I'm being honest, the Mondo one sixth Batman animated series Man Bat. Okay, I saw that. That thing is freaking amazing, but. You know, I sometimes I hear Sandwich's voice in my head. But it's working. With that disappointing, uh, I have to deal with this tone. And but, so I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, man, do I want to go through this hell again? You know, but that said, I'm not doing one sixth uh, Batman animated. I have, I believe, a Batman. I think I have the deluxe one. And I think I have Joker and Harley Quinn, but that's a completely different wheelhouse. I do like Batman animated stuff. I do have some of it. I did at one point have all of it, and boy, do I regret getting rid of that stuff now, looking at it, seeing uh, just the Batcave alone I should have held on to. Um, But that said, uh, I really like the style. I really love the show. It's one of my favorite cartoons of all time. It's not really uh it's not really a wheelhouse but i will get joker things from it there are a couple of characters that i enjoy like the gray ghost you know if they do gray ghost stuff i probably would grab that and but that's about it but that man bat was so impressive like the wingspan on it was like three feet or something it was really really impressive Wait a minute. What scale and i was thought wow figure? it would be amazing to display that with the one sixth mondo animated series batman i thought that'd be a really great display like flying you know but i mean is and, that, that big now wait so a one sixth figure is what 12 inches okay and a three feet inch scale wow that's a that's a big wings, wingspan i didn't realize it was that big did you see photos of it I, or did you see it in person i saw it in person and i kind of looked I'm at it i'm pretty but... sure it was a three foot wings if it's not it's really close it's you can look at close and see if it's up on there and it's 34 here. inches total in width wow 34 yeah so what's 12 times 3 is 36 so i want two inches off an inch off on either end so yeah almost three feet for all intents and purposes, three feet. It was huge. And I saw a picture of one of the videos I watched where they were going through the Mondo booth. That dude picked it up 
turned it sideways and it ran from like his chin to his junk. You know, tall, tall dude. And I was like, damn, that fucking piece is really impressive. But it uh, it did not make the cut, though, I'm afraid. Did not make the cut. It is sold out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they all all sold out. I think all of their exclusives sold out. Um, But they had other ones. They had, uh, they're doing one-sixth He-Man stuff, which looks amazing. That Battle Cat and their one-sixth He-Man would be an amazing display. And if it had come out before I got the 40th anniversary He-Man and the Battle Cat from Masterverse, I might have considered it, but that would have been the end of that display. I wouldn't get any of the other figures if that were the case. They also showed Panthor, which is Skeletor's cat mount, which also looked amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, amazing stuff. They also now have a universal... Um, well, am I getting ahead of myself? What other action? Oh, X-Men animated series. Holy crap. That also looks amazing. And their exclusive was like street clothes Wolverine. And he was phenomenal looking. They also showed their, um, I think he's already been solicited. So I don't, I don't know if he, I think the regular version might still be available. The Sabretooth from the 97 animated series, six, one, six scale, humongous bulk of plastic. And they showed for the first time, they showed, um, they showed Red uh, Omega Red from that series, which also looks like possibly the best Omega Red figure ever made. So um, certainly uh, that was very interesting. But they showed two pieces. They now have a universal, they have a license with Universal uh, to do one-sixth scale stuff. So that's 12-inch scale stuff. And they showed Megan, that doll from that movie, that's oh yeah currently out or coming out the or whatever movie, the horror movie megan yeah yeah the robot which does Girl. that really weird dance everybody's kind of like oh man that's creepy as fuck yes and it is um and it also has uh what's her name allison from girls in it the hot one anyway um <laughs> uh she's also in it not the point the other figure is the one to talk about and that is one sixth scale Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live. From They Live, nice. Yeah, was that an exclusive? Like, or that's the, just that's just a you know, just a what? That wasn't an exclusive. That was just a, a figure that's available. Right? That's just coming. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't even think. I don't think he's been solicited yet. I don't. Th- I hope not, because if I miss out on, it, I'm gonna be upset. Because it looks really good. And that one I'm willing to endure sandwiches taunts over. So there's that. And uh, yeah, so that's Mondo. Um, Yeah, so Scott, West Coast Scott did achieve greatness by getting all of the exclusives that were on the revised list. Yes, that's true. Eventually. One of them, it was kind of like, I don't know, I don't think we're going to get that one at the end. But then he did get it. And that brings us to this special announcement. New York Comic Con fans, get ready. Because one of our giveaways this year will be... Drumroll, please. Oh, I don't think I have a drumroll. Let me see. 
Who's producing this show? I don't have proper drops. That's all I got. I don't have a drum roll drop. How about that? Kenobi. What's that? That sounds like re-imagination. Yeah, that was re-imagining. Re-imagining. Kenobi. Damn it, he knows. He knows that that, Hello there. that that one doesn't have a certain thing. Making you jump. Yeah. Um, uh, can, can we talk we about will, can We, we talk will about? be giving away, giving okay. away San Diego Comic-Con 2023 McFarlane Toys exclusive Nightfall Batman. So that will be one of the giveaways. I'm going to see if we can get a hold of one of those really good Robins, the gold label like young Dick Grace and Robbins, because I think they're going to pair amazingly together. And so we may have one of those Robbins, which are also fairly difficult to get, uh, to give away with him as well. The, I'm telling you the giveaways this year, tell your friends that they're at New York comic con. We definitely going to have some giveaways this year that are going to be pretty banging. So in the toy department also, Win, uh, win a sandwich to sit and cake at your party or 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 work event. <laughs> so we're giving that away. Yeah, <laughs> we will provide the cake, <laughs> not the sandwich. Not the sandwich. <laughs> the cake and the sandwich and the shorty shorts. Can, can we commission sold separately? Can we commission a uh, toy weaver to make an action figure of sandwich and cake? Oh. Hmm. I don't think he works on the. I don't think he does those. That may be. That may be something worth asking him. <laughs> hmm. Um. So okay. Let me. Let me. I just kind of want to say this. I've been thinking as I go through the con, Uh-oh. and I see no. This is just. Just in general, we're talking about wheelhouses, right? We talk about Kev's wheelhouses a lot. My almost exclusive wheelhouse has been for decades has been Batman, and. As I get a little bit older and my tastes and opinions change, I am less interested in accumulating Batman stuff than I used to be. Oh. And what what age does that happen? What age do you start? <laughs> it's, it, it, it kind of it coincides usually with one's interest in World War II history. The, the, exactly. Oh, okay. Your options oh, you're, are you're only in the Civil War right now. That's yeah. right. You have to you have to be interested <laughs> in World War II or barbecuing. Those are the only two options. Um, you know, cooking outside, smoking meats. Um, but so, you know, my, my loft right out there is my Batman room, right? The entire wall is covered with art that I've picked up at conventions. Uh, it's all Batman related and all the, you know, whatever figures that I have and I display are in, in that room. Um, and then over here, it, you know, in the closet that I haven't put up yet is those new Dungeons and Dragons figures, for example, the Princess Bride figures that I got, and I don't have any place to put them because all of my stuff is taken up with Batman, and I'm not as into Batman as I used to be. So I kind of made the decision this weekend that I think I'm gonna change it from being an exclusively Batman theme of the of the loft, and you know, replace, take down, get rid of some of the Batman stuff, and put in some of the other stuff that I like, and just have, you know. All of my wheelhouses celebrated in one area instead of exclusively. That's exactly how I do it. All of my wheelhouses are celebrated in one area. Yeah, it's called the yeah. Archive in New Jersey. And in, in individual boxes. So this is the corner where we celebrate the fact that we have all of Blood Bowl. This is the corner where we celebrate we have all of D&D. From I wish I had all of Blood Bowl. 
Blood Bowl is at least finite. You know what I mean? There is an end to Blood Bowl. So, no, in theory, there is. There's only they've only made so much product, and once I have it all, it's done. So they're gonna keep making more, aren't they? Well, I mean, yes, but I mean, as far as like going the other direction, that's the hard stuff to come by. Always, it's the older, older stuff. New stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with getting new stuff, but it's the old stuff that's tough. Thankfully, I have a connection. So my my major wheelhouse that isn't Hulk is Power Rangers, but none of the Power Rangers merch really stands out to me. Or it's like I want to get a, the big fighting robot, their Voltron, um, but I don't want to spend three hundred dollars for an old one. And I don't want to get the new shitty ones. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it's, right. it's easy to make the decision. Hasbro also announced, sadly for you, Sandwich, Hasbro has announced that the Lightning Collection is going on pause. Yeah. Which well, for Hasbro I mean, means they're done. Yeah. No, I which mean. Which is a shame because even I have some of those toys. And I I have no no connection whatsoever with Power Rangers no interest in them whatsoever, but they have put out a couple of, of sort of fairly generic looking dudes that are great for displaying, uh, you know, like bad guys, uh, you know, what, what could be sort of generic kind of bad guys for your six inch display. I definitely have a few. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know what it is? Like, action figures are fine. Like, the coolest things are, like, um, you know, the thing that turns you into a Power Ranger or the giant robot. The Morphers, when they make them, they're like, oh, it's exclusive Lightning Collection. It's $80. Fuck you. I don't need $80 for a light-up toy. Or the Megazord, where it's either crap for $20 or the Super Deluxe Legacy Edition, which is $300. And both those are not options that I want in my collection. Did you yeah, see? I mean, it's tough. Yeah, you know, I'll give you an example about West Coast Scott. Ready? Here it comes. Okay. Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. There was a two-figure set that is so in West Coast Scott's Twin Peaks wheelhouse that he passed on. Yeah, how much was it? Like six hundred bucks. I don't. I don't remember to be honest. I keep watching it though, waiting for it to go on sale. Well, let me know when it goes on sale, and I might reconsider. But yeah, I, I feel like no one's going to buy it at that price. So eventually, the shit will be on sale. Yeah. You should just have Big Bad Toy Store. You should have that page open in one of your browsers, like on your phone, and just refresh that shit every day, especially around the holidays and the end of the year. Because I think for sure you're going to be able to pick that up for cheaper. It was a lot. Three hundred, four hundred. The the Twin Peaks special agent special edition. Uh, one oh, but it's the deluxe, right? Yeah, because I had the two figures, right? Didn't I have the dead Laura in it? Yeah, deluxe version comes with dead Laura and his trench coat. It says the pre order sold out and it's 400 bucks. Oh, the pre well, yeah, but pre order always sells out, doesn't mean it's gonna, you know, doesn't mean everyone's gonna get it. They'll have a lot of cancellations between now and then, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it is that's a that's a really nice piece, you're right, and and but it's 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 tough. And then it's you start to say, well, how much space do I have to display? You know, uh, and I and that's just it. It's like I've got so much space with Batman stuff over the years, and I'm caring less about that. And then I'm getting some stuff that I care about, but I don't have a place to 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 display it. So, well, that's know, an easy fix, though. What buy a bigger yeah. house? I never have space issues. All of my stuff seems to fit very nicely in the space. In that boxes, I have, so. yeah, in boxes in the in the. 
in the unit. See, that's the whole thing. I, is I saw a thing. It was one of those uh, Maria Kanto kind of things, right? If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. If you're, oh yeah, what's that called? I don't know, M- Maria Kanto. Isn't it? It's called something. Did she write a book or something? It's called. There's. It's a like a theory, isn't it? Oh, geez. You're decluttering. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's like a specific word for it. I remember what it is. What was the name of the book? I think it was the name of the book. It wasn't Zen. It was something like that. The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Uh, I thought there was a specific name. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought there was a specific name for it. Yeah. You know, the funny the thing is, is she, uh, so she does all this. She gets famous for the life changing art of tidying up. Then she has three kids and goes, yeah, I don't have time to tidy up anymore. And yeah, everybody's hysterical. like, oh, everybody was pissed. Cause they're like, you know, like she's supposed to be the, uh, the paragon of keeping things tidy. But then if she can't do nope. it, then how's a normal person supposed to be able to do it? People got mad about that. That she's a human being, um, but yeah. So, so I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna ad- adjust my my displays and uh, you know put up some of the stuff that I like and you know put away some of the stuff that doesn't bring me joy in the same way as it used to. So. Let's take a break, okay, and come and back then with let's more convention more con stuff. All right, we will do that. Let's. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's make this an episode to be named later. Why? Why don't we just call it Rags to Riches? All not all right rags uh, to riches dot 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 not rags to come and we'll be right back on this episode of geek stuff tng episode 700 and other numbers and the one we call 700 and 29 where was the two I was just giving you the nine. I thought you knew we were in the 20s somewhere. but uh... 709, according to what I saw from the producer. <laughs> just go to break. So, and we'll, we'll take that break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. (laughs) Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. 
I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hi, this is Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And you're listening to Geek Stuff. Gotta like that, man. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hefuna Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder 
which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Parm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like parm crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios. Three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs kept? Does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend, Parm Crips, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack mix pouch, or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like, I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. Probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious Parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing... Are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. (laughs) Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. And we're back. And we're back. Are we going to talk about uh, more con stuff? Little Rascals, do a podcast. I'm Spanky, your host. Joining me as always is Waldo, our producer. Waldo? Didn't he have, and, what, didn't he have like Champagne? And Alfalfa, our crooner. <laughs> That's you, sandwich. I have a dog somewhere. I don't know where he went. Fascinating. Anyway, this is the kind of content Sandwich brings to the show. Why is your face so burned out today, Sandwich? The sun. What I mean by that is there's like a bright light shining. It's directly. the same light in the exact same spot. I don't know why, though. Today it's different. It's just like your face is just gone. Better. So you're giving me Waldo just because I wear glasses. Is that it? Is that why I got Waldo? Why, why are you so insulted by being called Waldo? I don't know. 
Sit down, Waldo. I don't know. Was Waldo in the movie? <laughs> yes. Which one yes. was Waldo? But I, I never refer to Waldo. He was the one with the glasses. I, oh, the, I, I the I'm referring voice? to the one from the 30s, just so we're clear. I don't think he wasn't in the movie. He was in the movie. Which one was he in the movie? He's the kid with the glasses. The only one of the glasses is the one with the frog voice. He'd be like well, smart. That's Froggy. That's Froggy. That's Froggy. I know. What the he fuck? He was also an original. He he had some weird death, that kid. <laughs> I remember what it was. Not as bad as that kid Weezer. Weezer died like doing test pilot shit for World War II or something like that. Jeez. If you remember the Little Rascals. I know. I'm the only person left alive who remembers them. Oh, that fuck. I'm thinking one of the rascals, not the fucking douche kid. Is he a douche kid? I'm saying like he played the bad kid. Oh, in the in the movie in the movie. I, I, I saw the movie once and I was like, this is disgusting. And I never looked at it again. Waldo Aloysius Johnston the third. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's, that, that's that, the character. Okay. All right. San Diego Comic Con twenty twenty three. What else what was announced there? What little rascals? exclusives were you able to get <laughs> yes i got the uh, exclusive funko pops spanky and alpalfa with oh the... my god i wish i'd buy those you know what? i don't think there have been little rascals pops have there I, oh my I god there probably so. has been get, get on the phone oh, with super seven right and get the reaction oh figures god. reaction figures for for the little rascals they did they did dolls like little dolls like Mego kind of style at some point in the seventies, I think. Yeah, they never. They never any, did. I don't have any of them though. I wish. I wish I had got one signed by Spanky in retrospect, but I wasn't. I would. I had some signed toys then, but not a lot. But I was friends with the guy. I mean, I'm sure he would have. He signed like at least a book and a picture and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I wasn't doing toys then. There wasn't a lot of toys to be signed, I suppose. Somewhere in that era I started, though. What'd you say, Sandwich? There are no Funko. Uh, there are no Little Rascals Funkos. Oh, good. Did you check our gang? Uh, no, I just looked it up if they even existed and nothing came up. Because if, if there's no pictures gang. of them, they wouldn't show up. Right, our gang pops. O-U-R-G-A-N-G. Our gang. Because it could just be they're using the formal name. Little Rascals was the TV name of those films. Those films were all our gang films. Nope, nothing. No, good. Because that's a wheelhouse I don't have to get into then. Yes. Yet. Until they do the Mezco 112 line of them. God, I wish. That would never happen, though. All right, news. Mezco. News. Was there? Did Mezco show new stuff? They didn't show new stuff on their Instagram. I looked. Their booth I mean, was cool, I, though. I mean, I, I saw it like I saw a recolor of a figure they did. Did they have a couple of new releases in there? They showed things that have already gone on pre-order, but I'm trying to think. I th- I know they revealed some things. I'm trying to remember what it was that they revealed. Well, so there's the there was the Casey Jones. Oh yeah, that was one. There was the mask, which I'm actually really interested in. Right. Um, Jim Carrey mask or comic book? Comic book. Okay. There was a Nightwing, um, a Power Ranger one. Um, but you know, 
I'll just look at that and then enjoy set. What the set? No, so it's the last of the original Rangers, the white one. The white one, yeah. The green one sold out and is going for stupid money online. Yeah, no, I knew that would happen. Because of John David Frank or whatever. Jason the, Frank, yeah. Yeah, him. So they also premiered the trailer for his his little movie, The Last Dragon. or No, that's not it. Whatever that dragon. is. Something What's dragon. It? What's it called? I thought it was the White Dragon or something like that. I don't know why. White Dragon. Yeah, I think that's it. So somebody has an action figure license for them. I think it's Bobby Valla of Valiverse, I think, has a license to do. I think it's just the two lead guys, I'm pretty sure. Um, so there's that. And then uh, what else was there? They showed things. Like they showed, I think, the final version of Gotham by Gaslight Batman. Was one thing, yes. They showed. I mean, they had a. They showed. They showed the. Um, uh, what's his name? Who's the Roach? Gomez. Gomez, like almost like space, not space Gomez, but like like uh, space cadet Gomez and his mech. Do you see photos of that thing? Mm-hmm. Got a full-size six-inch mech. That sold out. It wasn't an exclusive. I think the exclusive was a version. I didn't know about this, or I would have sent Scott. A version of that that Space Cadet Gomez. There was a version of him just by himself uh, for sale that I would have absolutely uh, sent Scott to get. Had I known it was an exclusive, I don't know. I somehow missed that one. So I'll keep my eyes open for it in the future because I really like that. You know, it's that bubble helmet aesthetic that I really like, you know, cheesy 50s spacemen kind of thing. So I really like that. So I'll keep my eye open for that one. And according to rumor, they had a Batman exclusive also. But I haven't taken a moment to sort of look it up and see what it was all about. So I don't know for certain about that one. It looked like uh, possibly a year one Batman, but I can't say for certain if that's the case. Let's see if I can find it. So and no, it looked to me like it had a huge cape, like wings, cape, cape wings, wing cape. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if it was. uh, I don't know if it was exclusive like one of their con exclusives or if it was something that was coming or something that already came out. A lot of their booth is stuff that already came out. Yeah. Like um, the Power Ranger was there, the green one. Yeah. And they had also, they had the Ninja Turtles. Now it's the first, I think it's the closest to factory that those Ninja Turtles are going to get, I think. Um, and apparently they were one of the highlights of the show. There you go. Their 112 Ninja Turtles are apparently amazing. So there's that. The only problem with them, of course, is that they only have the colored bandanas. Because if they had the red bandanas, I would have ordered one. Because that's the wheelhouse. So I would have ordered one, but no. Um, Let's talk about some of the big things at the show. Big, big things. It doesn't have to be company specific. Super 7 uh ruffled a lot of feathers no pun intended 
when they showed their vac metalized silver hawks which everybody lost their freaking shit over because uh Brian Flynn who runs Super 7 said it was impossible on multiple occasions impossible to do vac metal silver hawks which is why they were doing silver hawks based on the animated series that did not have vac metal which is the really shiny chrome if you have any memory whatsoever of the original toy line that's what they were like and then at san diego he shows two silver hawks that are vac metaled and everybody's furious about it because why did i and i don't mean particularly me but the general i we why did we spend all that money on super seven figures because we were told we were never going to get vac metal ones and this is the closest that we were ever going to get and then what a year not even uh later or 18 months later they're showing vac metal silver hawks that was really, really like it was a kick in the dick, is what it was. It was an absolute kick in the dick from Super Seven. And were it not, uh, were it not, um, that I am a huge fan of Silverhawks, uh, I would, I would, I would probably dump the animated line. I, I am still. Only one series, I think, has shipped. So I'm still theoretically able to cancel my pre-orders on the other two. And I'm seriously considering doing that. So, Hey, Sandwich, what's the over-under on Kev canceling an order? What was that? What's the over-under on Kev canceling any order of anything he's ever ordered in his life? I've canceled canceled quite a bit. I've canceled quite a bit. I know bit. he has canceled things. What it comes down to is, you know, can he immediately refill what he's canceled with something new to fill the space? No, jerk. I mean, you can say no. You can lie. You can I'm lie to lying. the listeners at home I'm and say that's not the thought How process. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? I know. You're so really offended by it. I am offended. On the other end of the Super 7 spectrum... They showed Cat Slayer from Thundercats. The six-inch scale Cat Slayer was the talk of the convention, toy-wise, anyway. Did you guys see that thing? I did see it. No. It's pretty big. It's massive. And it's six-inch scale. It is humongous. $650, I think, is the price. They have to get... it's, it's, It's... I don't I wouldn't call it crowdfunded. I would say they have to get a minimum order of whatever the number is. You're automatically paying an additional hundred for shipping and handling. So you're really looking at seven fifty taxes and fees. Maybe it's six hundred and then another hundred shipping. So maybe it's like seven hundred. You're probably looking at about seven fifty or so. If you're a Thundercats fan and you already bought the Thunder Tank, this seems like your next step. If you're a big Thundercats fan, because that also, tank you was can, like four hundred, whenever you want. I'm not. I don't collect Thunder. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling those people. Oh, those people yeah, at home, can. you can stop whenever you want. They can. It's okay. It's okay to say no. It's definitely okay. 
Uh, also on the the scary high price level is Hasbro's latest Haslab. That's right. It's the Vintage Collection Ghost. Vintage Collection is a style, right? Not a not Vintage a win, Collection win is basically their three and three quarter line. It's right. just called the Vintage Collection. And it is the style of the packaging, the vintage style packaging. They just read, they just name the whole line the Vintage Collection. Two separated from the Black Series, which is the six inch line. So the ghosts fully and utterly realized and rendered. If you haven't seen pictures of it, it's beautiful inside and out. The inside is just phenomenal. All the play space, all the areas you've, you've seen in the show, all the, like the pilot seats, the gunner position, everything. And um pretty sure it's going to unlock four vintage collection crew members not all of them i believe hera comes with the base offering so she's the pilot i think ezra uh kanan and what's his name the big dude i forget his name the big alien dude the chewbacca he i think the three of those are are unlocked so potentially four figures with so no Sabine, but apparently they're doing a special uh, deluxe Sabine, but it looks like she is from the Ahsoka TV show coming out. So I don't know. I mean, she'll obviously work in there, but not as well as... I think that's a vintage collection figure, too. That I could be wrong about. That could be Black Series. I'm not entirely sure. Four figures, price tag, 500 Yep, <clears throat> they have they have reached their first goal. The yes, initial. They have eight, reached the initial. It's eight thousand. Yeah, they're at eight thousand two hundred as of right now, and it just is only days old. I think yeah. it's September fifth. I think is the end of it. So you yeah, have they have another like forty three days. So yeah, something like yeah. that. You have the entire summer to sell yourself in order to get the biggest ship they've ever made they said it's bigger than the falcon than than the bmf falcon the first unlock is ezra at 11,000 backers and right. then yeah kanan at 14 and garazeb zeb aurelius at 17,000 yeah. always forget his name also uh, my only my major beef with these is that once again they have cool card backs that's going to suck to take a figure out of but... and they're only available there, those carbacks are only available with this release, of course. Yes. So, so for that said, you could get other figures. I mean, you could get other. They've done vintage collection. I think of the whole crew. Yeah. I think already, but these are new. I'm pretty sure these are new sculpts. I think because that, especially the Ezra. Ezra looks a lot like I think Ezra is going to look in Ahsoka. Yeah, like a adult. But spoiler alert, Kanan won't be in Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, and and Zeb is Zeb. And Hera already looks like, you know, I think you could go either way with the Hera. I don't think it looks necessarily like um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead yeah. uh, McGregor. Could you just put a Ramona Flowers uh, action figure in your ghost? Is that okay? 
I, I, I mean, if you have one that's that scale, you could. Do I you suppose. have one that is that scale, Mr. Scott Pilgrim Wheelhouse? That would be one eighteenth, sir. There are no Scott Pilgrim figures that I'm aware of that are one eighteenth okay. scale. Not that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, fully realized. No electronics. No lights. No sounds. Hmm. Which I found interesting. I don't hate that. That said, yeah, I don't hate that either. Because if you gave up a light, uh, if you gave electrics up, uh, lights and sound, if you gave that up in order to get that play space on the inside, the way that it's laid out, if that's what we had to give up in order to get that, seems a perfectly good choice to me. I know what you're asking yourself, and by you I mean Sandwich and also everyone else. Will Kev be getting it? I have three pre-ordered already. <laughs> I, first of all, never pre-order a HasLab this early, ever. Never have I done that. One. Two, I don't know. I can't definitively say no at this point, but I also cannot definitively say Yes. All I know is my kid will love this at some point. He'll get to look at it. He won't get to play with it, though. So I don't know. So, Kev, what would... I mean, I know that you're a big Star Wars fan. What are your Star Wars wheelhouses? You're not a Star Wars completist. You're an army builder. Let me, so what would no, put that's, this in your that's wheelhouse? Actually, that's no longer true. Actually, let's let's ask the, let's ask the expert here. Uh, Mr. Sandwich, what are my Star Wars wheelhouses? So, I mean, I might not be accurate, but I know at least one is... I'm going to fuck up his name. I hope I don't. Is it Mon Calamari? Uh, Mon Calamari is the race. Oh, um, Akbar, Admiral Akbar. Yes. So That's I the am, one. That's the I am an one. Admiral Akbar. Mm-hmm. For fuck, like, that's your number one as far as I'm aware, unless there's yeah. one that you consider above it. No, there's definitely not one above it. Akbar is the top. There is also. Um, uh, I know you're big into Astromex. I am big into that. Would be number two. That's a good solid number two. Also, that I know can, like Bad Batch had is a thing. Fiber, yeah, number yeah. two. You know, I know Bad Batch, but I think just general like stormtroopers and clone troopers is a in, thing for you. Yes, in only in one sixth scale, though. Yes. Yeah. 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 So only twelve inch figures. That's the only thing I do army building with. Any not even army building, just singular um, representations. I know you have some. You have the Cantina guy, but the Cantina yep. is not a wheelhouse, no, is it? Not the not the Cantina, but the but uh, figuring Dan and the modal nodes, mm-hmm. which is the Cantina band. Yes, that is a wheelhouse. Also, I also um, like if if Thorians. I, I do like all Mon Calamari. So that's yes. all of the race of Akbar, which includes uh, characters like General Radis, And there was a couple of, of different ones, pardon me, in um, Clone Wars, things like that, characters. Uh, so, yeah, those for sure. And then um, uh, I like Ithorians, who, which is Hammerhead or Moadon, depending on how you know him as. Um, uh, so I, I like those guys as well. I think that's it, as far as I'm aware. And if you have more, obviously, I imagine you might have more. No, I, I don't, can't think I of think, them offhand. No, I think you've covered it. Beyond like, an ex- like oh, there might be a one-off where it's like, oh, this figure is exceptional. I like this. But like other one. It would be. Yeah. 
it would be one it would the only exception that would be it would be one it would be again it would be one sixth stuff so it'd be 12 inch and it would be things like the mandalorian which technically don't fall in my wheelhouse i do like the bounty hunters but i have not gone out of my way to get them in 12 inch there are some characters that i've gotten in 12 inch that are just are probably slightly at least outside of the wheelhouse but i've got them for very specific display purposes you know trying to think of a good example oh i i know a great example luke skywalker um the the jedi luke from the mandalorian which is the most recent hot toys release of a luke skywalker um from that uh from the after return of the Jedi period. So the black suit, I got him to display with, um, with my, what you call it? Death trooper. Uh, death troopers. Yeah. Not death trooper. The droids. They're not death troopers. They're no, um, there. those guys, the ones back troopers, the ones he sliced through like butter. Yeah. At the end of the, the season there. Um, cause that's going to be an amazing display. You know, we get, I, I, I cloak up, you know, fist hand out on one side, saber back on the other. I, I, you know, that was that's a really good example of one that I got for strictly um, display purposes. But yeah, so that's all my Star Wars warehouse. So you're asking yourself, Scott, does the ghost fit into one of the wheelhouses? Well, not unless Chopper is one of the unlocks. I think Chopper. Yeah, I don't think they mentioned Chopper. Right, so then I think they showed him in it, but I don't think it comes with him. Yeah, so that does not sound like it's a wheelhouse to me. Sandwich, hold, hold him to it. Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, it's not. No, it it really isn't a wheelhouse. I really love Rebels. I thought Rebels was a really good story and really well done. I love that ship. You know, I've always loved that ship since the since the get go. It's a really amazing representation of that ship. It's a really brilliant display piece in a number of different ways. Um, is it something I I have to have? No, no, not really. Is it something that I want? Currently, I'm going back and forth on that. Do I want it? Do I not want it? If I get it, you know, how, how do I see it fitting into a display? Am I am I hanging it like it's flying well that doesn't seem worthwhile because of all the play space on the inside seems like that's something that should be set somewhere where people can look inside it do i have something you know do i have an idea of something like that that would display that ship not necessarily so i'm i'm really on the fence about it it would be building a display out of a singular ship, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but honestly, I don't know. I don't, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm leaning on no on this one. Um, not because I don't think it's great. I do. I just don't think it doesn't really fall in my wheelhouse. And although it's impressive and everything else, I, I, I did, I did back the dragonfly recently which is the G.I. Joe helicopter, because that has nostalgic value for me, and it technically falls into the wheelhouse that I have for G.I. Joe. So uh, I did order that, because I could justify that a lot easier than I could justify the ghost. So, Sandwich, listen to me. <laughs> That's what he means I justify. 
<laughs> sandwich. Just listen, will you, please? All right. For two minutes. Is that, is that what it's like? Yes. Is that what it's like? Yes. I see. Like pleading, and then let me like just fucking shut up and let me explain. <laughs> is that what I say? I say shut up and let me explain. Basically, in in a nicer way. <laughs> Interesting. Feel like I've ever done that, but okay. But you you don't do use those words. Did you get sunburned out on that boat? Probably. I don't know. I can't tell if it's just the harsh lighting on your face or it's the same lighting as always. So it's probably burn. I don't know. It looks weird today. I don't know why. Maybe I just didn't notice before today. What else did did we see at San Diego? Let's A see. whole heap and helping of McFarlane exclusives, which Scott was able to get the three that I requested. Did you make it through that DC line you sent a picture of the other the other day? Uh, I didn't, but on Saturday when I was there, there was not much of a line. I was able to get it pretty easily. Exactly. I told him that. He was all panicky. Well, on preview night, the lines were out the door. But again, that was the one thing that I heard about about Comic-Con is that there were a lot of like logistical issues with uh, with some of the booths and vendors that they figured out later on uh right but like preview night was crowded so i'm shocked new york doesn't do a preview night unless they do and i just don't know about it yeah it's it's there is a preview night it's just not not for us yeah not for us not for us no it is for it's just for us it's called load in yeah where where we're done loading in we preview the other (laughs) booths as they're getting after spending nine hours in a garage and another three setting up the booth you have an hour of walking around looking at things well you know look i've taken proactive steps in getting ahead of that situation this year sir yes so just saying you need to go by the way you need to go to target and you need to get one of those one of those um those nut trail mix uh you know in the jar that we like for Mm -hmm. for tickets you need to get a few of those and eat through them before i get there (laughs) try the peanut butter monster one that's that's my favorite one it's my favorite one too this is why we're friends do do we need do we need to do another ad what what, what's the brand it's just target brand i think it's target brand yeah target brand trail mix target brand trail mix like the peanut butter monster flavor it is really good for and full of peanuts and chocolate pieces all right let's do some of the some of the other things that we're seeing other than product at at comic-con i got one yeah go ahead rick and morty the anime yes what they dropped a trailer for rick and morty the anime it's going to be a 10 episode series uh, if you haven't seen it, Sam, but you really ought to. Um, you know they did a they did several shorts uh, over the last couple of years that were Rick and Morty anime shorts. Well, this is going to be apparently a whole heap and helping ten episodes full of of anime Rick and Morty. So I don't know. It looks really really interesting. So I was kind of excited about that. Are they going to use that as one of their seasons that they've already? I don't think so. For, I don't think it's. I don't think it's part of the continuity. continuity, shall we say? I don't think it's part of that. I think it's a standalone kind of thing. And then they also I announced that they're going to be using seconds into the trailer, and I love it. Yeah, Soundalikes to replace uh, uh, 
Royland, right? So, yeah, I think they've gotten a Rick and a Morty. I don't think it's one person like it is with Royland. I think it's two people. I think. I don't know. I haven't heard a thing about that story in a long time, except that apparently he was cleared of something. He was cleared of like the domestic abuse, but I don't know if he was ever cleared of the chatting with young, with the young. I mean, yeah, that's that just happened. I mean, whether it was illegal or not is different. It was, it happened. Um, what else? Uh, the the Mortal Kombat one. Some of the playable characters, Homelander is going to be in there. Omni Man looks like Peacemaker. That trailer for the game looked fucking awesome. Part of my French. Yeah, no, I mean, so that I bet that you'll play with me, won't you? <laughs> He's shit. How, how about how about comic news? Comic news from uh from San Diego Comic Con. Was there v- comic book news? There yeah, were comic book news at Comic Con. Why would that happen? There? Last... comics there. Last Ronin two. How is there a two? That makes no fucking the sense. The, last the second to last Ronin. Um, okay, uh, does anyone care about spoilers for The Last Ronin? I would assume that The Last Ronin well, died the at the spoiler end. alert up, and then it doesn't matter <laughs> yep. what they yep. care about. Yep. All right, okay. Hold on, hold so, on, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it five more seconds. Attention, the following information is considered spoiler material. All the turtles are fucking dead. Are they? Mikey though? dies at the end. Does he though? Yeah, and there's a whole thing about him seeing his brothers. Hmm. Unless the last Ronin is not a turtle and is just hmm. or like April or one of or April's kids. Comic books. Nobody's dead. No, but I mean the three other turtles were dead. The other three, yeah. Maybe no, Mikey I... isn't dead. Or now, now see, I know I can tell you based on the toys, mm-hmm. which NECA had quite a few on display. Yes, they're doing toys of the other turtles, kind of their whatever their last looks were before they died. Uh-huh. They're doing techno foot foot robot soldiers. They're doing uh, Casey Jones. Who also they're dies. doing uh, you know they're they're doing a bunch of. Um, they're doing a bunch more stuff from Last Ronin as toys. Naked. Now, my so, major question I have for this, though, is who's putting it out? Because Last Ronin, last I remembered, went out under IDW. It, it says IDW. It, yeah, I think it's they still have Turtles. I thought they've sold them off or were going to. No, I don't think IDW lost Transformers and G.I. Joe. That's all they end up losing. I think so. Yeah, I think that was it. To I don't even know. I forget who got. Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Marvel get yeah. one of them. I don't know if I got both of them or not. But based on that, we know that there is definitely other stories to tell in the Last Ronin universe, and it could be sort of the reverse of what they did when the Turtles originally premiered. Which was eventually each turtle kind of had their own standalone one issue book. So what if it's something along those lines where one issue of Last Ronin 2, you know, sort of encapsulates the last 
couple of months of Leonardo or one of the others. Or... I, I think it'd be cool. It's just me, maybe. But like, if they just did like, all right, now the last voting can be Donatello. That would be a cool last voting too for me. You mean just do the story again, but with Donatello? Yeah, just do it for each one. Do four of them. Well, I'm kind of saying that, except that I'm not going the whole alternate universe route. Oh, that's what this is anyways. It's a what if. It's an else world. Is it? Is it, though? No, I think it's just supposed to be the future, right? I think it's the future, sir. I don't think they've said it's a what if. I think they're kind of like, this is what will happen. No, I don't think so. Because they they change it so much anyways. There's no real continuity in Turtles. There's some. I mean, it's not great, but there's some. It's never had real continuity in a long time. Well, look, what we can say about Last Ronin is that it was was popular enough. It was good, too. Yeah, it was popular enough to generate not only interest in another book, but way more toys. Like way more, like a slew of. Um. Also, we should say since we talked about NECA, NECA has apparently acquired, uh, uh, an uh, or, or gone into an agreement with Stan Sakai to do different versions of Usagi Yojimbo, which will come in a four pack, and I think it looks to me like a really classic cutesy bunny version of him. And then three other versions. Scott, did you get in the NECA booth? Did you see those? I don't think I saw those. I did talk to, um, was it Steve Varner? He's one of the guys that like did the original sculpts for the original Turtles uh, back in the 80s, including uh, Jimbo. What's the guy's name? Unagi Jimbo? Usagi Yojimbo. Usagi Yojimbo. Anyway, I was walking uh, after picking up the the one from th- that you wanted in the in the black and white spacesuit, and I just saw one in a in, in a glass case that was like like the wax sculpture. Like it had no no color to it. It was just like one of the, like one of the sculpts. And I like I saw this guy standing there, and I'm like, hey, you know, I I see that that's one of Kev's wheelhouses. So I wanted to ask what it was. And he goes, oh, yeah, I was one of the original sculptors back in the 80s. And I talked to the guy for quite a while. He's a real nice guy. Varner Studios. Did you you make a deal to get that prototype? (laughs) Yeah, I said, look this way. And I grabbed it out of his case and ran away. What in the world could that be? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I did some quick reading. So apparently what the sequel might be is April and Casey Marie, her kid with Casey, are training... A new batch of turtles. Oh, yes. Oh, actually, now that you say that, it does. Yeah, because they showed the designs, I think, for the turtles already. Yeah. Yi, Uno, Odin, and Moja are their names. Yeah, I do. And I feel like that I feel like they may have shown the designs or designs for the toys for those at some point yeah we did talk about that i think actually now that you say that yeah it makes total sense that that makes more sense okay yeah so he is probably dead (laughs) doesn't mean his ghost won't be around you know who else is dead frank castle the the punisher the original turtles and casey yeah yeah no no but also frank castle's gone he's like annihilated out of the universe and so some new dude is going to be the new punisher in a new punisher series 
Oh yeah, yeah. annihilated out of the universe. How'd that happen? Uh, well, Bobby it says Trippin fell. <laughs> he, he slipped on a banana peel. Um, it says so. This is a spoilers for the uh, Punisher miniseries. Um, play the alert. I gotta play it again. No, it's Kenobi. fine. Oh. Hello there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're back on con news. Button problems. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. So here from an article from Paragon, uh, or Polygon, excuse me. Where's Frank Castle? Well, in the Jason Aaron, uh, Jesus Saez, and Paul Aceta Punisher miniseries, after he became the chosen avatar of the god of murder, his resurrected wife, Maria, stripped him of his newfound powers, and he was captured by the Avengers. Then Maria revealed she'd about to been at she had been about to ask him for a divorce. About to been up have done this. She'd about she had been about to ask him for a divorce on the day she died, took all his money and left him. Rather than accept the Avengers punishment, Frank seemed to magically annihilate himself with Doctor Strange confirming Frank Castle is no more. So there's no more Frank Castle. For now. For now. And then uh Punisher number one is going to be some X Shield agent named Ted. Uh, Ted the Punisher. Is it James Garrison? Joe Garrison. Joe Garrison is the new Punisher. Ted the Punisher. Is, is he black? No. Let's see. What else? He, he is a bald, blonde white guy. Uh, let's see. Gen V. The boys' bald Gen V is blonde, coming is soon. He? Um. A bunch of trailers. Star Trek Discovery. Invincible 2, they dropped the, uh, a new episode, and the season 2 is coming sooner than dropped today. Yep. Oh, I gotta re-up, I gotta re-up my and, Amazon Prime membership. And Adam, Adam, isn't Adam, Adam Eve? She got a special too, yeah. You got a special or whatever it was? Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet either, but. Um, so there's yeah, new I'll Invincible content. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, Talking about a few more exclusives, I passed, although it made the list initially, I passed on the Muhammad Ali 2-pack from Mattel, from their WWE line. And I did that because I really just wanted the boxing Muhammad Ali. And especially, I think, due to the fact that they set up that photo, uh, they set the figure up like that very famous photo of him standing over. I feel like it was Sonny Liston, but I don't remember. Like, you know, with his arm up, like, get up or whatever he was saying. You know, like, and I was like, that figure is really good. I really want to get that. But it was a two-pack. It was like 70 bucks or something. The other figure was um, Muhammad Ali as the referee at WrestleMania 1 between Hogan and Piper, you know, which... You know, I probably won't ever have a display like that. So I didn't feel the need to get him. Nice to know that he's out there. And, you know, in case I do change my mind at some point, and I feel like, you know what I really need? Muhammad Ali referee. I'll know that he's out there. Although, again, I'm not building a display around that. Um, So there's that. I also... Usagi, we talked... Which one am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something, aren't I? Weren't there six... Usagi, three McFarlane. Oh, Super 7. Back to Super 7, the Godzilla, right? Wasn't that yep. one of them? Yep. So it's, this is a Super 7 Ultimates Godzilla 
He's probably what? About eight, nine inches tall, right? Something like that? Yep. Yeah. And this is based on the Art Adams artwork for Godzilla number one from, I think, Marvel Comics sometime in the late 90s or something. It's one of those images of Godzilla that if you see it, it's one that you really remember. Done by Art Adams, who's a really amazing artist, if you don't know who he is. Um, And even though they're not allowed to say it, the little figure, there's a little man figure that comes with Godzilla that that he holds in his hand. That's actually based on Art Adams. So I thought that was really cute. That would be the kind of thing I would get signed by Art Adams if uh, the opportunity presented itself. So I really like that one. So I got it. I'm not a big Godzilla fan per se, but there are certain images of Godzilla and certain properties related to Godzilla that I really like. That Art Adams artwork from the Godzilla miniseries is one. The original King Kong versus Godzilla, not this we're friends shit from a couple years ago. Um, The original one, but that had two endings in Japan. Godzilla one in America. King Kong one. Um, so there's that. And uh, and I, I've always liked Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla, which I thought was so super cheesy and bad, but also really, uh, really a lot of fun. Anyway, so that was another one. What am I forgetting, Scott? Usagi, Godzilla, 3 McFarlane. There was something else from Super 7. Oh, the Dungeons & Dragons fighter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little reaction... Dungeons and Dragons, some character that they pulled from the cover of the books, uh, from the original books, um, which I thought was a, a, a cute idea and a good a good convention exclusive, too. So, And I, at some point, uh, I will probably pick up the other three Dungeons and Dragons ones that they put out. Yeah, the cover, but, the cover uh, characters... From yeah, the Dungeon Master's Guide. but I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna pay retail for those because it's ridiculous. They'll be on if they aren't on clearance already. They will be really soon. Super Seven, you know, uh, is famous for stuff going on clearance at every retailer that carries them. So it's just a waiting game with Super Seven, more or less. So there you go. That was all my exclusives. Sandwich. What did you get at San Diego? <laughs> Bucket. Oh, I wish nice. there was stuff I cared about. That was exclusive. Dice, sir? Yeah, but there's no exclusive dice ever. If there were, though. The only ones were those Arby's ones that sold out in seconds. Exactly, yeah. No. (laughs) You could still get those for like 100 bucks on eBay. And I, as an old man already, like easy reader dice. (laughs) Easy reader dice. Wow. I know what you're getting for Christmas. (laughs) D&D 10E, sponsored by... Easy read dice for elderly Dungeons and Dragons players. Yeah, seriously. Well, you know what it is? Because people get these dice and it's like, I oh, cool. It's, 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 20. it's red and purple. Oh, cool. Can you read it for me? I got to. And they put it right up to their eye trying to read it because they can't read it in the dark or the light anywhere. You know, why did you I think they got a dice? 20. <laughs> I know, Grandpa. It, that's an eight. Oh, I think shit. it's a crit. It's a crit. It's a critical hit. I crit you, old bastard. <laughs> I think it's a crit. All right, let's wrap it up. There we go. Let's wrap any it up. any other final thoughts on San Diego? I'm wondering if 
the continued, I say continued, you know, big names pulling out of San Diego. What big names are pulling out of New York? Who will stand in those booths? Scott, did you feel the emptiness of Marvel not being there at Con? Um, honestly, no. I mean, the the floor still seemed crowded. There's there weren't like open, empty spots. Stuff filled in all of the uh, mm. available area on the floor. Um, and what I can say is, some of the vendors, especially over in Artist Alley, they said that the vibe felt different. That people felt like they were in good moods. They weren't. I think part of that is. They weren't camping out for uh, panels that they couldn't get in, so they were frustrated. They weren't waiting for you know signings that they couldn't get in. They just knew those things weren't happening, so they devoted their time and money to other things. So like they spent money on Artist Alley, they spent money on the floor. So like some of the the vendor uh, reaction was that they they thought that it was a little bit better, and that's what I'm kind of thinking is I think one of two things will happen. The they will get. A little, the cons will get a little bit smaller, and be a little bit more focused on, uh, you know, what people want to see, without, but that what they can provide without the support from the giant studios. Or like what Kev said earlier, well, DC is going to come back with let's promote the the Gunniverse and have these big giant announcements, and people will get excited about it. So then other companies will have to follow suit and come back. Like, those are the two possibilities. I'm kind of hoping that it continues to shrink, because the smaller the convention, the more fun it is. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. My favorite convention is Geekfully, hosted at the basement of a local church. Yeah, but that's all about the uh, empanadas, right? I mean, yeah, the empanadas are the the important part, but also it's, I can walk, I can hear everyone, I can take my time looking at things, and some fucking nerd isn't breathing over my neck trying to get a good look at the fucking toys in the back. Like, we all have fucking room. Yeah. I like Celebration. Because it's very specific. Well, it's next year in Japan, Sandwich. Ooh, yeah. I can fucking afford that shit. Start rolling your pennies now. If we had won the lo- if we had won the lottery, I could have been living in Japan in preparation. It's true. Your Japanese would be on point. Yeah. Um, I like Celebration. It's very focused, obviously, on Star Wars. And... It's usually very well organized, and you know, I would say that's true. Scott, would you? Yeah, I, Scott I think, and I attended the the last one in California. I think that's what I think that is the types of conventions that you would like. Even though Celebration is huge, it's also completely focused on one thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. a Star Wars convention is a Star Wars convention, a Star Trek convention, a Star Trek convention. You're gonna have fun. Comic Con, general pop culture, too broad. It's not as fun. You, you know, oh, so so I think yeah. that. I think I the more focus know. you get, the more fun you get. Yeah. I have to know what is the concentration of fucking Funko boots at Celebration? There's a lot. But, the, uh, you know, but the thing about Star Wars is is that it, it, it extends past, you know, some licenses just have pops. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Star Wars has everything. You know what I mean? I mean, they have literally everything at this point. It has got Star Wars slapped on it, you know? Right. Star Wars the flamethrower. You know, like, <laughs> it really has gotten everything slapped on it. So it's not that, you know. Now, and, and that said, look, you, it's not only Star Wars stuff. All of my major scores at Celebration that Scott and I attended last year or two years ago, whenever that was, they were not Star Wars. They were not 
even remotely Star Wars. They were Japanese D&D box sets from the 70s. And uh, that die-cast metal robot from Battle of the Planets, right? Wasn't that what it is? Or or, or um, Star Blazers? I can't remember which, which one it was. It was Star Blazers. You know, right? like... Those were those were my major scores for the other than like you and McGregor's autograph on a on a really bad Obi Wan toy. I have to say, in retrospect, but I couldn't get anything else. Uh, other than that, I, uh, I don't have to, I don't have to hit this. autograph. I got a bunch of autographs too. Don't get me wrong; I'm happy about all those autographs. I got some really interesting ones. You know, D. Bradley Baker signed every bad batch member because he voices all of them just as one example um but you know like the the major stuff was the you know like product stuff was 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 those things D things and and that other robot thing that's not related to star wars so don't think you're only going to be pigeonholed you're going to get people that bring stuff other than star wars you know i mean as far as vendors go and you're going to get autographs too and it doesn't have to be star wars stuff you know if for example carl weathers uh had been signing toys which for some odd reason he refused to sign toys he would only sign like posters and pictures i think if i remember that correctly i'd have had an apollo creed figure in front of him in a hot second and that would have made by the way my count of rocky signed action figures that would have been two <laughs> so oh it might be three I might have smoldering Joe Frazier on a toy too I definitely have him on a boxing glove but I have Frank Stallone they did a Frank Stallone figure in the Jack Pacific Rocky line that I have signed and I would have made it three with Apollo Creed but he was not signing toys so I didn't see the purpose the point is, is that it's not while it is Star Wars Focused, there are definitely things outside of Star Wars that are happening and are available to you there. So don't, yeah. don't feel and, pigeonholed. And I think that that's what you're saying, though, is San Diego Comic-Con is not a comic convention anymore. And so it has grown too big. Although it may be one again. And, and that's what I'm saying. Hopefully, if it gets back to a much more focused around comic books and not general pop culture, it might be a more fun convention and is that going to make the audience smaller yes but that's the whole point it's overgrown it's too much it's it ceases to be fun when you're you know crammed in butts to nuts uh, you know across the entire convention floor butts to nuts yeah and so with butts to nuts as our final thought we will bring this episode of geek stuff tng oh wait don't we have to do the socials and all that yeah let's, let's do, the do the socials and all that Sandwich, what are okay, your you, can, you, you can find me on Instagram oh. and not Fortnite at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. What a dick. Wow, what a dick move that was. You can find me, uh, just go to Linktree slash Piday Scott, P I D A Y S C O T T, find all my stuff. He's also not on Fortnite. Also not on Fortnite. But I'll, I'll play uh, uh, the new Mortal Kombat. I, I might try that. That sounds fun. There you go. Sure, Fortnite you won't play, but the 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 right to left fighter you will play. That's right. Side scroller. You gotta fight for your right to combat. Your, your pattern indicates two dimensional thinking. <laughs>
right. Scott, Scott. Kev. Kev, uh, you do you find me on the Xbox Missing My Friend Sandwich at Big Kev GS. And you can find uh, your mom. No, uh, you can find me at BK Geek Stuff uh, everywhere else. And with that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 729, the one we called Rags to Riches, not to a close, the way we end some shows by saying. Good night, Tony Bennett. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. The loveliness of Paris seems somehow sadly gay. The glory that was Rome is of another day. Well, I was terribly alone and forgotten in Manhattan. I'm going home to my city by the bay I left my heart in San Francisco high on a hill it calls to me To be where little cable cars Climb halfway to the stars The morning fog May chill the air I don't care My love waits there In San Francisco Above the blue And windy sea When I come home to you San Francisco Your golden sun Will shine for me
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>